shooter. School me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie. True pimp, spin no dough on the booty. And you yell, there go mace, there go your cutie. Rolling, by the way, we are five seconds into. Nice. Yeah. We well, should make sure the listeners know we had a uh, company retreat. Company retreat this weekend. Uh, yeah. Down nice. here in Miami, Medicine Hat. It was nice, right? You know what? Here's the thing. I was just telling people about this, like, because Drumheller got dumped with some snow on oh, yeah? Saturday night slash Sunday morning. Uh, as I found out when I got home yesterday evening. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, Saturday morning, you think, or Saturday afternoon, really, is when we got out of the house. But Saturday afternoon, we got out. It was gorgeous. I didn't need a jacket. It was Uh, real nice. Nice blue, sunny sky. And then we went and, like, did our, well, we'll get into what we got into later. But uh, then it all of a sudden took a turn for the worse. It was kind of raining, remember? Yeah, snowy, sleety. Then we woke up in the morning, and it was just dump of snow well i mean i told you when it was so windy when we got out like it was so windy i was like yeah that means the weather's changing something's blowing in that's right sure enough sure enough i don't need no weather app and just <laughs> oh it feels like this and that's like a what farmer like a farmer. there you go uh, i just feel it <laughs> feel it in my bones i just know the snow's it's coming snowed in my bones uh, i don't know how many times lately someone's been like <laughs> i've been like oh man that cold snap in February's or January was done. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, it's supposed to be something else coming at the end of February. I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, so the Farmer's Almanac said. And I'm like, come on, can you just not talk about the <laughs> Farmer's Almanac like you know what's going to happen? <laughs> like, they just say it so seriously. It's like, ugh, you have based this on nothing. <laughs> Dude, my favorite is when you hear farmers talk about like past weather conditions. Like, did I tell you, I was in the bank one time. This is when mm-hmm. I lived in Three Hills, and uh, two farmers are ahead of me, and they're talking away, and they go, well, you know, it's nothing like that snowstorm of 02, and I'm thinking, <laughs> bro, that was 10, 15 years ago. Like, how do you remember <laughs> the snowstorm of 02? Oh, or hailstorm, that's what it was, and it like, wiped out crops or whatever, right? So maybe that's why everyone remembers the hailstorm of 02, but I was like, oh my gosh, guys. That's funny. Yeah. They just hold on to it with resentment, you know? <laughs> but, you know, can't complain. It's still nice out. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. We uh, had a good company retreat, I would say. It was fun. We drank, uh, drank a lot of beer. Um, had a coconut porter that we got to give a shout-out to Medicine at Bruco for. Dude, that was so darn delicious. Yeah. It's a great beer. You know, had great a, beer. It had a very tropical feel while also feeling very wintry with that porter porter taste. Absolutely. You know? I loved it. Played some Settlers of Catan, which is Maddie's favorite game. Oh, man. Here's the thing. I don't know what it is. I just think that I struggle with, like, partaking in an activity that takes a number of hours where I just don't know I get the same satisfaction from it. Like, okay, so it's board games poker golf i don't know if it's that i'm just not good at these three activities or what it is but i just i get bored quick doing them i think you're concentrating too hard because you'll sit and chat for that amount of time 
no Ooh, problem. That's a good point. That is a good point. And that's all it really is. Like I didn't, you know, you you wait till your turn, you make your decision, you do your thing, and then I don't think about it much after that. Yeah, that's a good. But are you I focusing can... the whole time? That's maybe your problem. You're like, how do I win this? I don't care anymore. I, it might be my like competitive like attitude yeah, exactly. as well, right? Like exactly. I hate to lose. Yeah. I hate losing. Yeah. Not that anyone enjoys losing, uh, but it's more the fact that I think I just hate losing more than most people. Yeah. And so I I would almost argue that I hate losing more than I enjoy winning. <laughs> you know? You know what? There's something to that. People are more loss averse, at least generally speaking. Um or at least in terms of their money. But I don't know. I feel like, because it's funny, because it's like you hate losing so much, though, that you don't want to play, not that you want to play better. Yeah, it's kind of true. <laughs> I, I just, I think sometimes when I get competitive with people and I know that I'm not good at it, I don't want to embarrass myself. But I also sometimes don't like who I become when I'm competitive and I start to get ahead. You know, right, like when right. you have that like beginner's luck mentality sort of thing, like sometimes a trash shot can come out and it's like, I don't actually like myself when I get like that. Yeah. And so, you know, and like even for instance, like a game like golf, I just find so frustrating. I'm very, like, I'm really not good at it. And, uh, and I just, I hate when I'm playing with people and they're excelling at it. And I'm just, I feel like I'm holding back the group. Right, right. You know, like it gets in my head even more, even though they might not be thinking that I'm holding them back. Oh, yeah. You know? People probably don't care that much. But I think that they think that I'm holding them back. Right. And so it just, like, messes with me, man. But anyways, you know, Settlers of Catan, not a bad night. Uh, Hanging out with some uh, new friends. I feel like I've uh, supplanted myself as the new... uh, New Quentin in the friend group, as I (laughs) shout out to my buddy Quentin, who I shared an office with and uh, hung out with basically all of his friends and basically let him know today when I got back to work. I showed him the photo that I took with all of his friend group and was like, listen, I I replaced you, all right? Everybody had a vote. Only room for one of you. I'm I'm the new leader of the Medicine Hat friend group, okay? You can never go back, all right? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Anyways, Maddie, I uh, I saw a crazy news article today. It's just wild. Yeah. Last week, a couple weeks ago maybe, we were talking to the listeners about this coronavirus and how the Chinese started to have this coronavirus outbreak and they are like, yo, we're going to build a hospital just for this. That's right. And we're going to build it real quick. It's done already. They built a hospital for the coronavirus patients in that province in 10 days. 10 days. I don't know. I don't know how. 60,000 square foot or square meter structure with space for 1,000 beds and 30 intensive care wards That's built wild. in 10 days. We couldn't even begin the consultation process here in Canada I was gonna in say, 10 days. That's... Like we'd barely be able to get everybody mobilized in 10 days. Well, you remember when we were talking this weekend, we were discussing how you know, there's chatter of, you know, the common flu or the common cold slowly developing into, like, potentially, like, the next plague. Yep. Do you think that if we had a new plague, that we could somehow, um, 
kind of band together to do this sim- same sort of thing? Or do you think too many contractors would be like, oh, what's my cut in this? And then they'd be bantering who's who's the architect and the engineers and, you know, all that sort of stuff. I just feel like in these, like, dictator-esque countries, stuff yeah. just gets done at a much faster rate. Yeah, it doesn't have to be fair. It doesn't have to be equitable. It doesn't have to be talked about. So they just get it done. They don't have to pass any building codes. They don't have to get inspectors. No, they just get the bloody job done. Now, don't get me wrong. They're they're terrible people a lot of time. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's built poorly. I'm just saying they just single-soul sourced it. Yeah. You know, they just said, you're you're our guy. Build it. You got 10 days. (laughs) And and I'm not saying I'd want to live in one of these countries or that I support these leaders, but... In this particular situation, they got some stuff done. They got it done. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's impressive. I mean, and a lot of people will say, "Wow, it's probably not as good a facility." And blah 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 blah. blah. And you're probably right. I mean, maybe yeah. it's a thousand beds, like dorm style, they're right beside each other, whatever. Either way, they built a sixty thousand square meter hospital in ten days. And, oh, that's incredible! And incredible. if it's saving lives, that's all that matters at the end of the yeah. day. As long as they're saving so lives in this hospital, good job on them. Props to China. That's outrageous. Man. <sighs> I wonder what that would look like in Canada, where you could build that, where it could facilitate that many people. Yeah, and... I don't know. I mean, they probably – I'll just click on this article here. I, I bet you they, um, you know, prefab buildings or something like that, like yeah. C-Cans they put together or something. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know if we have the uh, – I don't think it's even, like, it's just so far from being remotely possible. Yeah, they kind of look like prefab buildings. But, I mean, it's a good-looking facility. They got all the HVAC systems on the roof. and Man. Yeah. Good job, China. You did a good job. <laughs> good at that. Oh, we always knew the Chinese were always good at building stuff. They've been building stuff for the West for years. So. Yeah, that's true. That's home. true. Yeah. 1,400 military medical workers. Will staff the one thousand bed place, and Wuhan is a city of eleven million people. Is it Man. Wuhan? Wuhan, that's where the outbreak started. Yeah, dude, eleven million people, and you have a thousand beds. Yeah, that will fill up in a day. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, that's just for the that's just for coronavirus patients. It's just like a quarantine hospital separate. They have all the regular health facilities. Well, yeah, but I'm saying yeah. like coronavirus, like once that starts moving, like if it's as bad yeah. as people are saying it is, like that'll fill up like that. If you could hear that. Snap. Nobody's business. No. Yeah, it was loud. I could hear it. So, <laughs> um, you know what I came to realize, though, this weekend forgot to take a photo of us for an Instagram post. Oh, that's OK. Everybody knows what we photo. look like. Well, I know, but it always adds from for, like, previous nice... posts. A nice fun little bit. Um, I I wonder if you know our listeners. If you didn't get a chance, we did talk a lot about this weekend in this live story, the new Fast oh, and Furious yeah. Nine movie that's coming up. Now that looks, it looks wild. It looks like it's right in there. Um, you know they're gonna bring back Han. I don't know how you're gonna bring back Han. He's been dead since Furious Seven. Um, really the end of Furious 6 he's been dead so now it's Furious 9 and they're like yo let's bring Han back 
Uh, you know, we didn't see much from Mia. That's uh, Paul Walker or Brian. It's Brian, uh, it's his character's wife in the show in the last movie because Brian obviously or Paul Walker obviously passed away. But it looks like Mia's coming back. I don't know how they're going to do that with uh, Paul Walker still being dead. So that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, Charlie's Darren's back for the ride. Looks like it's going to be just wild. Um, keen watchers, like my wife, will notice too, and if you listen to the podcast while we've talked about it, that The Rock wasn't in the preview. The Rock yep. didn't make it into the preview. Um, and that's because he's not going to be in the movie. He doesn't get along with the main cast, I think particularly Vin Diesel, and so he's doing Hobbs and Shaw, and the Fast and Furious series is continuing without him. So... I think you said it this weekend, Maddie. This is a real test, you know. I'm sure, you know, Dwayne's Dwayne's very successful, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But there's got to be a little part of him that's like, ah, it would be nice if this didn't do well and they came crawling back. You know, <laughs> I just I feel like they would be. I think there's so much pride at this point that even if it bombed, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe they just do one last one at number ten, just to round it out, and then just yeah. call her done. Like they're yeah. like we're we're done with this now. Like they would rather watch this thing never continue than to have the rock back. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, and you by they you just mean like the main cast. You know, here's the thing. We all got to remember, like it's been well known since like the sixth one that him and Vin Diesel don't get along. Yeah. And then obviously, like I don't know which one it was where Tyrese kind of went all. Crazy he got mad at the rock or something. Yeah, and he was like off his meds, or he turns out he was like bipolar or whatever. And then the rock just ripped Tyrese's album "Black Rose" or whatever it was called. I don't know if you ever saw that video. video. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, you gotta watch that one on YouTube. You will laugh so hard at how like the rock is just a guy who rips promos. Like he did that while wrestling, and boy does he save the best for last when he gets into that thing. He just shreds that album. And Tyrese took it pretty personally. And, uh, yeah, I I think the bridge is just burnt, unfortunately. Um, I think it's sad, but at the same time, I mean... A lot of egos. There's there's 100% of of egos. Yep. Biggest franchise probably in history, you know, and a lot of the egos. Now, during that video, Tarek, I promised the people that I would have a definitive ranking. Oh, that's right. Of the best Fast and Furious to the worst. Okay. So I need your opinion. Should I start at the last one or the first one? Like, uh, I, I think start at number start eight at... and work to gold medal? I think you should start at eight and work down, yeah. Okay. Okay. Everyone ready? Tarek, you ready. Can... You know what? I'll just fire this out and you can dispute what you like, all right? Okay. I'm sure they'll be wrong, but that's okay. Oh. So I went with Fast and Furious 4. Fast and That's Furious. the worst one? Oh, you're killing me already. I, okay. I hate that one. All right. Okay. Fate of the Furious, number eight. Yeah, I can see that. Too Fast, Too Furious, number six. Okay. I would have had it up higher, but I would have only had it one spot higher. And the Yeah, I would have put Fate a little bit better than that. You know what? The only reason is I would have put Too Fast, Too Furious one spot higher, but it's Fast and Furious 7. And that's when, you know, Paul Walker died. So it's like a little nostalgia. You got to gotta give a little, little respect to his name, you know? 
It's true. Okay. Uh, we got Fast and the Furious 6 with Luke Evans. You know, that uh, romp through Europe. The most... Yep. Mm, I want to I actually argue that this is the best, like, outrageous scene out of the movies is when Vin Diesel, like... Uh, what does he do? He, like, jumps out of his car as that he's, like, going across the highway. He catches her. He catches yeah. her and lands into a windshield. And that's, like... The soft landing, I guess. I don't know. I would argue that that yeah. is better than the Abu Dhabi. Is it Abu Dhabi or Dubai where he goes tower to tower? I think that's Dubai. And it's also better than in Fate of the Furious when he's like running down like that parkade that is slowly crumbling at the end. Oh, man. What about when when Tyrese's red Lambo goes under the water and somehow he comes flying out riding the door. Right. Oh, <laughs> damn it. That's a good... No, you know this... what? I'm going to... Number six to me is the most outrageous, but also I would argue maybe the most realistic outrageous. I don't know. That's a good list, though. Maybe we should do that, too. The most outrageous, top most outrageous <laughs> things that happened in the past and furious. <laughs> okay. Now we're getting into the top three. We're getting into the top okay. three. Now, you know... I've explained my top three to you several times. Okay. Uh, they Number two and three kind of go back and forth in any order. But yeah. I put down Tokyo Drift as number three. All right. Love Tokyo Drift. I number appreciate that. Series, I appreciate you giving love to Tokyo three. Drift. Dude, people don't give it enough love. You know, like I said this weekend, I genuinely don't think people drifted parking lots in the snow, at least in Canada, on a consistent basis until this movie came out. There you go. Fast Five is number two. Fast Five, we all know it. Okay. Reinvigorated by The Rock. Great heist movie down in Brazil. I mean, I've never been to Brazil, but I feel like it encapsulated parts of the culture and was just it was a really fun time, you know? Yep. Yeah. Like it was a it was a fun movie. Like you had, had it was good so music. Good. You know, you put had, together the team. Oh we need great, two drivers. Great ban- <laughs> great banter back and forth. Oh, yeah, it was, it was good. good. The last one. It's the first one. The first one. Ah, uh, good for you. Giving some love to the original, the Dude, OG. I think it. I wouldn't have put it that high though. But here's the thing: it's the one that cares about cars the most. Yeah, but that's not what the Fast and Furious is about anymore. Well, I know, but that's what <laughs> it started as. Yeah, it's just so far away from that now. It was. It was basically and it's just up point so break many with fans cars. since then. Yeah, it's just like the people who watched the first, the first Fast and Furious were like, yo, this movie's dope because they love cars. And the person who watched the sixth movie and loved it, completely different person. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Anyways, folks, if you disagree with that listing, let us know. Hit let us, us up. know. Yeah, we'd love to hear. And I'm not going to give you my listing. but Okay. Um, I, I got to say, I think you shouldn't have put the first one so high. Ah. I feel like that's almost like blasphemous to say because it's the first one. It's what started yeah. it all. You know what I mean? And so, it's got some um, great scenes. And it's not I, outrageous in any way. I really feel like... No, it's not. Like that That uh, whole movie's... Mm, except for when they jump from the semi onto the back of the car at the end when the guy's got the shotgun pointed at the door and he like... Oh, that's realistic. That, what are you talking about? I mean, about? to an extent. That's probably the most unrealistic scene in the whole thing. Just the Honda Civic. Um, it was... Uh, the, I, I feel like you really got it misconstrued. Fast and the Furious, the fourth one, is what restarted the Fast and Furious oh. franchise. I, I know it wasn't logic. as good as Fast Five. It wasn't as good as Fast Five. But the first two were in a block. Tokyo Drift was by itself. 
And then four, five, six, seven, eight all came out in regular succession. Right, where it became more about like like crime in a sense than it did about the cars. I suppose. Um, and that's why I like Fast and Furious because it's like I remember watching that and like maybe it's nostalgia. Watching that in theaters and being like, oh, this is this is a fast like you know because Too Fast and Furious isn't like the first one, but Fast and Furious is kind of like the first one. You know, it's like Dom's there and Brian's there and they've got to race against each other to get on the team. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they got to get on the team to save the girl and it's like ah oh, this whole thing and then. Again, Brian gives up the the dream of being the FBI agent to save Dom. You know what I mean? It's like it's a throwback. When he punches that guy in the nose and like breaks his nose, that's maybe one yeah. of the best scenes. <laughs> he hit me first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, wrecks yeah. his face and then sees him two movies later. That's pretty great too. Oh, that's true. Ah, that was a waste of a scene in that movie. But oh. anyways, um, but you know what? For another day, top ten most outrageous. Fast and Furious antics. You know, I don't know if we're going to find 10, but... Uh, you don't think we can find 10? I think we might be reaching by the time we get to our 10th one. You know what I mean? And I mean, you go back to even the second movie. They jumped that bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Onto the like, yacht? That's just the second movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that, no, no, no. That's, that's even the second one. I met the first scene where they put the drawbridge up. And oh, they jumped jumps it. over top of the car. See? In the skyline. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. That's pretty ridiculous. Exactly. Exactly. And you named it the drawbridge part. Ejecto Cito. That one's not that crazy, but it's pretty funny. (laughs) But it's pretty wild, though, that they're driving down a road. He just ejects the seat. Ejects the seat into, like, a gravel road. Oh, that must have hurt so bad for that guy. He was in, like, some swampy land. Anyways. Uh, Anyway. um, (laughs) We could talk. I could talk about Fast and Furious for so long. I know, right? You and me both. You and me both. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah, anyways. It's a number good nine. List. Number nine should be interesting to see where it, where it falls on the list. I'm nervous about it, but at the same time, I'm also incredibly excited about it. I'm pumped, man. Ugh. April sometime. Also, so. how outrageous is a four minute trailer? Yeah, that was long, dude. And yeah. yeah. So, hmm. anyways. And John okay. Cena's in it. It's every episode, yeah. every movie, they bring in some new superstar. It's great, and they got John Cena. They're like, "Yo, we lost the Rock. Let's get the other guy who was in the WWE Dude, and now does but movies." But as his brother, come on. Yeah, doesn't make a ton of sense, but maybe they have a different mom or a different dad. Who knows? <laughs> well, they got the same dad for sure because I saw some uh, Super Bowl ad for it. Okay. And it has a flashback to when Dom's dad was like a stock car racer. Oh, so now I'm like, oh snap! Now they're bringing fathers into this. This is gonna. Get oh it. man, maybe. Oh, Ugh. maybe Dom or the brother were involved in his dad's crash, and maybe. that's why they went their separate ways. Deep. That's like Deep. that's like what started Dom on his path. Anyways, anyways, that's cool, man. Speaking of which, I don't know how this is a good segue, but I'm gonna segue it anyways. Let's talk about let's talk about VR. VR, something we did this weekend, my Virtual man. Virtual reality. I want everyone to know. I, maybe I told you guys last week, but Maddie came down to Medicine Hat, and we went and we played some VR, took in what the future is going to be like. Dude, first time taking it in. Uh, if you guys are listening, you've never done VR. It is a blast, and I would strongly encourage you to at least go try it out. Definitely not the cheapest experience of my life. No, it wasn't. But Both. also, I would argue well worth it, though. 
Yeah, and to be fair, Medicine Hat's a little bit more expensive. We're not we don't have as much competition as some of the bigger cities. Right. What what would um, you roughly pay for an hour in say Calgary? Because I'm sure you've gone there. Yo, one time, uh, I think, and this was weekend rates, twenty five bucks for an hour. Whoa! And, and they were so, and they were sad about how much it was. Um, and Whoa. then if you're like, <coughs> if you're not on weekend, like non prime time, like twenty bucks for an hour. Really? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, That's so it's wild. way cheaper. Yeah, way cheaper. Because we were, what, 35 if you count the deal we got or whatever. So, yeah, anyways, that's true. Um, way cheaper. Um, but I don't know if we've talked about VR on here. You know, I'll let you go first. I, I played VR before. I decided to take Maddie. We did a solid one hour of VR, and we only got through one game. You know what? That's the thing. I think that's what was so fun about it. I could have, you know, I was really skeptical as what this experience was going to be like. But they throw the goggles on you. They slide the little wands on your hands. And then you just get into it. And the funny part is I, I lost sight of reality pretty quickly. The fact that I'm <laughs> a 30-year-old man standing in like a little green box inside a building. And that you and I are standing somewhat next to each other. With yeah. a bunch of, in all fairness, there's a bunch of kids like at a birthday party. I was going to say, place. I didn't want to maybe tell people too soon, but it was kind of like us. And then children. But when we got out, there's some older people. I mean, yeah. we were there at like 4.30, so maybe that was the thing, right? Totally. Like, the older crowd gets there later. But And <laughs> you know what? It was a really good time. But like I said, man, lost sight of reality real fast. Like, I just felt like I was genuinely in this game. And so yeah. here we are. We're playing a game called Elven Assassins, which means you're an elf with a bow and arrow. And I'm trying to think of what it's kind of like. It's like you've got to defend the castle. It's like yeah. zombies from Call of Duty, if anyone's played that. Wave-based, wave based, uh, you know, enemies coming at you at increasing difficulty, and you got to defend with, the castle. With only the ability to really be in, like, high towers shooting down at them, uh, which was a lot of fun. Had he, We just had a, a, a really good time. And, you know, they come in very small waves. It starts, like, starts with, like, three kind of orc-slash-troll-looking things. And then, you know, it, it progresses and you get these massive trolls coming. You get some dragons coming. Uh, you got to just kind of look out, you know. And Yeah, and, it's, and we're working together. You're like, oh, oh, there's a dragon over there, a dragon over there. Guy on your left, guy on your right, yeah, you know. Absolutely. absolutely. You're like, you got you pulling the bow back real far, aiming for that. Aiming for that plus four long distance shot, yeah, you know, as they you just know, walk out of the. I got it a few <laughs> times. I was pretty darn proud of myself. And yeah, uh, yeah, especially I mean, when you're aiming for the guy, you just you're having fun, and uh, yeah, it's just a it's a real thrill. I mean, you're just ripping arrows, and clearly it is not like yeah. reality, but it kind of felt like because there's uh, there's sensors in these wands that when you let it go, you feel a slight vibration, and so that's it, true. It, and it then kind of feels like you are releasing an actual arrow. And you got to duck because they'll throw stuff back at you. Yeah, Dragons will throw fire. So you got to oh, move. And... It's wild. And it caught me it's... off guard a couple times when I got killed uh, on a couple occasions. You know, it, it hits you and then, like, your screen goes completely red. And it, like, it made me, like, it shocked me a couple times. So, yeah, it's, uh, it was quite an experience, guys. And I can only say, like, that is video games of the future all wrapped up into it... itself. It really is, you know, and it's it's wild to think about too, because you know I feel like, in a good way, what it means to be a video gamer has has really blended, or sort of like it used to be like these these guys were nerdy, 
whoever, whatever. But it's like literally everybody plays video games now. And then when you see what the future of video games is going to look like in VR, it's like it was physically taxing. Like I was sweating. You were sweating pretty hard. The arms are sore afterwards. You know, one time I played this game, I had Archer's elbow the next day. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like... It's like we're really melding and molding what it meant to be uh, good at a video game even more, right? So it's like now you'll have it where maybe someone who's, I don't know, as the game's progressed, like a really good athlete um, will actually right. be better at certain types of games or maybe they won't. I don't know. But it's like, I don't know. Or even just like in terms of developing skills, like you can, I don't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, it, if it gets really accurate, you could maybe become pretty good at shooting a bow and arrow they can get pretty good at it or when you're doing a first person shooter maybe you can actually build accuracy if these games become that detailed right so you've got guys in the military who are actually developing skills by playing vr (laughs) totally well and and the thing too is i mean oh it uh if i mean just put it this way like if i had the option to have like a gaming console or to have like a vr setup in my house yeah. 100% the VR. Yeah. 100%. It was such a blast. And you're right. I was sore afterwards to a point where we're making dinner that night. I reached to grab a bowl from one of Tarek's cupboards. And my shoulder is so, like, I'm lifting it up. I physically <laughs> feel like, a, like oh, man, like it felt like I did a shoulder workout. Yeah, well, like, you did. What the heck? I was ripping so many arrows, guys. You should have seen me just firing them off in the sky, celebrating after... After crushing yeah, a, a wave of, of uh, orcs and celebratory arrows. <laughs> oh man, it was. I mean, it was just. It was a real blast, and that's the thing. I think, like I was saying to a coworker today about it, like if I had something like that around me, like in the same city I live in, like I would be there all the time. Yeah, man. I would. I would yeah. nerd out hard. In, and I think they the do winters. like leagues and stuff. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was. It was a really good time. You know, and we had uh, aspirations of playing a different game, but you get so lost in one game that it's like, oh, shoot, is our time up already? Oh, I oh, guess it I guess that's by. it. it yeah, an, just... an hour flew by so fast. Yeah. That yeah. was what was crazy about it. You know, and so the big thing is, I think we've said this before, VR is in its arcade stage. You know, you think about video games in the 80s, too expensive, too big to really be proper home consoles, you know? And so, but give it 10 years and then all of a sudden you've got the Super Nintendo, right? So right now we still need the V-Arcade. And and I think even in the last five years, the technology has come down in price quite a bit and then give it another couple of years and we'll hopefully see some better home setups and better home options. And then eventually we'll be in the Matrix where you just plug into the back of your head and then you're just there. (laughs) Well, I mean, if nothing else, like that whole idea of like if anyone's seen the movie Ready Player One, Oh yeah, like that's that's genuinely what I could see this becoming one day, where yeah. it's like you just live in this world from when you wake up to when you go to bed. Exactly, like it is wild. It's, I mean, if you could make it that realistic, and it's like, oh. yeah, it'd be tough to to go to the real world. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. It would be very yeah. tough. It was just, yeah, yeah. oh man, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and all I can say, guys, is. Um, you know, I, I began to think about it, T. Like, so we go, say, what was it, about $45 per for an hour is okay. what we ended up paying, right? Technically, yeah. So say we're even open for 10 hours a day. 
Yep. Was that by ten? We got four fifty. There was what four stations? Uh, there was like six stations. Oh, so maybe even more, maybe eight. Four fifty times eight, thirty six hundred dollars a day in revenue. Less all of your yeah. Expenses. I mean, you know, you Tuesdays know. isn't going to be super busy. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> that's a good point. I guess my point is, is that like. I can see this being pretty genuinely like feasible business if you can stay busy. Yeah. Now, well, that's just it, you know. He's got you know, he's got his fixed costs, his cost of his equipment, but then other than that, only one one or two people need to be on. I mean, you know when it's yeah. going to be busy and then the rest of the time you're just, you know, so at a certain point in the month you just start making gravy money. And and so long as, you know, your hydro bill can stay pretty low, uh then you're you're okay. But the reality is that electricity comes at a price, right? Yeah, that's true. So that's that's the only problem, right? Because I can only imagine what it costs to run. And then as well with like internet and whatnot, you're going to have to have like a commercial internet. Yeah, have a really good know, connection, pumping, yeah. Yeah, it's pumping really high, uh, you know, download and upload speeds. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what your profit margins are on something like that. I would be curious to kind of know, but... Um, but that's only because, I mean, I feel like that is the way of the future. And, I mean, I don't know what it would cost to some set something like that up at home just for, like, personal use. But, man, that was a good well, time. They got some options already. I think PlayStation has a VR option. I don't know if the, you know, like that level. I think there's different tiers still. So, right. yeah. Right. Anyways, yeah, it's a good time. Next oh. time you come down, let's play a different game. And then make sure you play Smelvin Assassins too. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, man. That's that's where it would be hard not to be signing up for like multiple hours. Like I just feel oh, like Oh man. I could just I mean, how long what's the longest you've gone in that place? Oh an hour is probably the most we've ever done. Maybe oh, really? a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a time. Like I don't know if I'd sit there and play more than that, but you know, it'd be I, I really enjoy like the cooperative nature of it too. Like you get your buddies together yeah. and you try and save the castle. You feel like you're kicking ass and you know. And I could see, like, even if, you know, we weren't in a castle, if we were just, like, elves, and then we had to, like, get from here to there, but there's, like, orcs in the way, and we're, like, fighting through them. You know, you pull out a sword sometimes, you shoot some at a distance, you dagger yeah, one here, yeah. you punch a couple, and it's just, like, you know, back to back. You know, you're, like, fighting with your buddies <laughs> to go through it. It would be sweet. Um, and that's 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 kind of the camaraderie, that's kind of the... the the feeling this game gives you and i could see like something like that if they sort of expanded the capability oh, of vr would be so fun right like everybody would be in there and be like it, it's like done you know like uh where's the work you go on your quests with uh with your buddies though and it's like you're actually there doing it yeah no and that's <laughs> the thing and the coolest part i mean especially in this game in particular you can play with more than two people you can play with four people yeah it's great you know and, and it's easier you get farther <laughs> way easier with probably four people right oh yeah absolutely you know it's uh i think that's what would have made it so much more fun is when you have that many more people like again that cooperative that cooperative you're doing it together yeah man and i mean such a good feeling i think part of the fun is that it's so unrealistic because one you're dealing with fantasy characters of elves and whatnot but two you're shooting a bow and arrow do you know how many times i've shot a bow and arrow not Uh since summer camp yeah, and someone sure gave me a bow and arrow and said, accurate. save this castle. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, you might as well just give him the castle. It'll be easier. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, and, totally. Oh, I mean, 
if that game showed anything of how accurate I am with bow and arrow, then look out, <laughs> people. Oh, man. Ugh. That's funny. So, anyways, yeah, good time. Uh, let us know if you guys have uh, ever dabbled with VR, VR uh, what you guys think of it. If you think it's awesome, if you think it's lame, let us know why. Favorite games, um, tips, and ooh, tricks? That'd be yeah. great. Dude, yeah, do a lot of these some... places have the same games? I think so. I mean, I think... Uh, so what it is... I've talked to that guy before as I've been there. What it is is the subscription service, right? So oh, okay. they don't own the games. And then as you play, like every minute they pay to... Like it's a uh, it's rate, it's a metered thing. Every oh, minute wow. of a game you play, you pay them a percentage or, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, 50 cents a minute or something. You pay directly to the game developer. And then they just keep updating games and updating the list of games. So, yeah, I think it would be a similar list. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. That's just kind of yeah. a smart move if you're the game developer. Totally. Um, but, I mean... And, it, yeah. and it, I mean, it sucks maybe because these guys don't ever get to own the game. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, now you're buying these games. that are probably hard and pretty big to make. And then, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, you just have to pay per use right and you don't have it sitting on your shelf if you're not using it 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah yep all right listeners let us know what you think let us know your predictions about vr and let us know if you've played and if you got some good recommendations on games yeah we will uh talk to you later catch you guys later Peace.